It's the Win Daily DFS podcast. I'm your host, Muncher Domus. We are joined by the two-time big money champion, Jason Mezrahi. What's going on, Jeremy? Uh, I'm ready to get in the slate, in the slate with you. we got 11 games, and uh, welcome you back to the podcast. Let's get in it right away with this Colorado-Pittsburgh game. Um, what are you thinking about tomorrow so far? I mean, whenever John Gray's out of Colorado, you got to consider him. I like the matchup. Pittsburgh bats don't scare me. On the other hand, the Colorado, we don't know who's pitching for Pittsburgh, but Colorado can definitely hit a no-name guy even out of Colorado. Yeah, I like Gray. I think, you know, for your cash games, there are going to be some better guys up top that you want to kind of lock in there, one guy in particular. Um, but Gray's been better as of late as far as the K upside's been there. He's been facing some tougher lineups, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Then he's pitching at home. Um, then he faced the Philadelphia lineup. He hasn't really broke out for that big game, but Marquez uh, did well on Tuesday night. So there's a very good chance Gray can back that up. Pittsburgh does not scare him. He's going to the pitcher's park. So if you need value, I think um, John Gray would be a good option for value. He's probably one of the best values on the slate. But I think tomorrow's a night to pay off for pitching and try to find value with your bats. So that's how I'm looking at this game. I'm going to dive in. But if I, if I look like I need value and I want to you know, make some GPP lineups, Gray might be the first guy I target. I agree. I like Gray. All right. Uh, All right. All right. Next up, we got Yankees at Baltimore. CC Sabathia, Dan Straley. It's always exciting when CC's in Baltimore. Do you see a good start here? Um, possibly good, not great, not someone I want to target. You know, I'm going to repeat this a couple times throughout this podcast, so hopefully I don't annoy in the, any of the, the listeners. But, you know, I think it's a pay-up day. I really don't want to, you know, take a chance on CC. If I was to take a chance, it would be on a guy like Gray, who has a little bit more upside um, versus a little bit of a, you know, I guess weaker lineup, better pitcher's ballpark. So I'm going to stay away from Sabathia, at least on FanDuel, um, on a one-pitcher site. Maybe you want to take a chance at GPPs. This Baltimore lineup is not that scary, but they've been hitting better, so I'm going to stay away. I think what you want to do is you want to target these Yankees bats. For whatever reason, they hit the ball really well in Baltimore. Guys like Torres, Sanchez have been hot. Shirley has not gone more than five innings, so you're going to get a lot of the bullpen, and this bullpen's already beat up from the first two games of the series. So a Yankee stack is definitely in order. Um, so I'm, I'm going with the hitters in this game. I'm not going to really target too many from the Boston, I mean the Baltimore side, but this Yankee lineup is deep, one through seven. You saw it play out on Tuesday with Clint Frazier. Um, anybody in this lineup is, is is approachable at this point. I think it's one of your best stacks of the night. So I'm going to approach it more from a hitter standpoint than pitcher standpoint. Yeah, Yankees are easily one of the hottest hitting teams in baseball. They should continue the Bronx Bombers reputation. Let's keep it going. We are now in Toronto. We got. Aaron Sanchez and Rick Porcello. I don't know. To me, this screams a little bit of a surprise pitcher's duel. How do you feel about that? I agree with you on this. Um, Not two guys, again, that I'm going to start myself. Uh, Porcello has been better. Um, I'm not going to really attack these, these, these Blue Jays bats against Porcello. And from the other side of things, I think you can maybe, you know, attack one or two guys, you know, from the Red Sox. But they haven't really been doing much. They come in a little bit expensive. Um, Sanchez has had some good games. 
He he doesn't let up more than three or four runs most games. He limits damage, so it's probably a stay away spot. It's not a spot that's going to be as strong as the Yankees are. Boston's been cooled off a little bit, so I'm going to stay away from this game pretty much all around. Not anybody I want to target, you know, dramatically from a pitching or hitting standpoint. You feel the same? Yeah, way? I mean, Aaron Sanchez and that strikeout pitch has really been something as of late. I believe he got double digits a week ago. He's got he's got good potential. I mean, yes, Boston will win, so I like your little play of grabbing one or two guys, but definitely not a stack. Next up, we are in Tampa Bay interleague action. Rich Hill on the mound against the Chameleon, whatever Tampa decides to do. Rich Hill showed us vintage Rich Hill this past weekend in Cincinnati. Do you see another double-digit strikeout performance? Nah, I'm going to stay away, man. Uh, Tampa Bay's been, you know, they're pesky. You got Pham, uh, Garcia, a couple bats have been heating up here. I know it's a pitcher's park, and, and Hill's coming off a good start. But again, he only went six innings. And if you look at the prior starts before that, if he doesn't get you those strikeouts, um, there's a very good chance he doesn't make it six. I'm going to stay away. He's a decent value. You know, I'm going to see some – he's going to see some ownership because that's probably where people are going to go for for safety tomorrow. If they want some uh, cheaper pitching in their in their cash games, they'll probably drop down to a guy like Rich Hill or John Gray. I think they're pretty close in matchup. I'd rather attack Gray because I think Pittsburgh's lineup is a little bit weaker than Tampa Bay. Uh, to National League Park. So I'd probably play great overhill, but I think they're pretty equal. So if you want to, you know, jump down to some lower salary pitchers, that's probably the two guys you're going to be looking at, to, you know, later on today. So I can see the play, but I'm not really a, a Rich Hill fan overall. So I'm going to probably stay away from this entire game. Tampa's been a little bit pesky. It looks like I'm seeing, you know, mixed reports at this time where we're doing it early morning on Wednesday. I've seen some sites have uh, Charlie Morton starting. You you see some things that, you know, say it's going to be a bullpen game. We don't really know at this point. So we got to check this out tomorrow. If it's a bullpen game and it's a, re- a weak righty or you think it's going to be someone we can attack with, these Los Angeles Dodgers bats make sense. So we got to dig in once we get word from Tampa on who they're starting. But I'm probably going to stay away from Rich Hill. What do you think? I mean, I like Rich Hill on the start. He does cost a little penny, so he does have to perform. But Rich Hill, when he's on his game, there's no American League team or National League team that can touch him. As far as I agree, if Charlie Morton's pitching, there's no reason to attack the Dodger bats. But if it's a bullpen game, I don't see why the Dodgers can't remind us of that 10-run offense they were to start the year. There's potential here. I like it. Yeah, Mark made a good point yesterday that, you know, when we did the podcast, um, a really good point. If, if Tampa Bay goes to one of these bullpen sessions, um, the Dodgers are so deep that guys like Jock, um, any guys throughout the lineup not named Cody Bellinger or, or Seager have a lot of pitch hit risk, you know, throughout the game. So that's the only thing that kind of worries me. It's a good point. If we know somebody who's stretched out and we get the platoon advantage, I'll rock with it. But if it's a guy that we're thinking two innings here, two innings here, two innings here, it's kind of scary to stack because the Dodgers are so deep and they're they're so quick to pinch it just for that ideal matchup that it's tough to kind of roster some of these guys. So outside of Bellinger and Seager, I'd be a little bit worried. Mark made a really good point about that yesterday. So I just want to you know remind the users to be careful with these Dodgers when you don't know who the pitcher. Very good point. 
Next up, we are in Detroit interleague action. Daniel Norris, Jose Arena. I actually like both these pitchers to pitch strong games. Do you agree or disagree? Um, depends on what your definition of strong quality, is. Quality um, these, these, are, these are two offenses that are the teams that you want to stack. They're probably the two weakest offenses going against each other tomorrow. Um, Detroit to Pitchers Park. They're both, you know, reasonably priced. Arena is coming off, you know, a pretty good game. Same thing with Norris. If you want to go down this far, I see the reasoning. But it's going to be really tough if, you know, these top-line guys put up a 60-point game for them to match it. You know, I would say Norris is topped off at like 35 to 37, 38 points. Arena, on the other hand, you know, he's got – his high game of this season is 43. So if they drop 60 or more, it's going to be tough for them to catch it. I don't see that ceiling. One of them possibly, but I don't know. At, at, on, on FanDuel pricing, it doesn't really make too much sense. On on DraftKings, if you're if you're, you're working on a two-pitcher site, you know I can see the play, taking a chance on one of them and beefing up your, your lineup as far as hitters go. But on a one-pitcher site or in cash games, I would stay away still just because they're not proven commodities and you want to get your pitcher points, you know, locked in as much as possible. Okay. With that, let's go to a little pitcher showdown, a battle of the aces, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer. Are we expecting a one, nothing two to one type of score? Here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a lot of ownership to come in on Max. He's 11, one for Max. That's cheap. The Mets haven't been really hitting. DeGrom, you know, he's one of my favorite players. I'm a, I'm a diehard Mets, Mets fan, but he just burned me the other night. Had a great lineup going, and he got kind of blown up in Miami. Um, he's been a little bit, you know, scary this year. Um, I don't know if I want to pay the price, even though Washington doesn't scare me. Paying up 10-8 for him on FanDuel, not knowing what you're really going to get, even though he dropped 58, you know, early in the season when he was lights out. I don't know what's wrong with the guy. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he, he's battling through a nagging injury or he just doesn't have his stuff or God knows what's really wrong. So it's tough paying up for a pitcher, you know, at this level. So I think Max is the guy you want. He's, you know, fairly priced. He's got the upside that you want. So I'm going to go with Max over DeGrom just because he's been a little bit more consistent. And this, this Nats lineup is getting a little bit healthier. So I think Max is your clear-cut ace. And you're getting a slight discount on him from a guy like Garrett Cole in a similar matchup. So I think I'm locking in Max Scherzer, you know, for my for my cash lineups for sure. And I even think he's in play in GPPs. Um, I can see a 55, 65-point range for him tomorrow later today. So, you know, I'm going to go with Max as my top player today. How are you, how are you matching up Max yeah, and Rom? I, in the, in the I would go Scherzer. A lot more strikeouts and easier offense he's going up against. Scherzer, Scherzer will give you that nice fantasy performance. Next up, we got a little reunion matchup here. Cole Hamels and the Cubs are facing the Phillies. Cole Hamels returning to – or not returning, but playing against his old team in Chicago. What do we expect? Um, Philly's not scaring me at all this year. Um, they came in with a lot of hype after signing Bryce and they were supposed to be one of the most potent offense in the NL East. And then really not, they're not there yet. 
and they don't fear me. Um, but at the same time, I would probably take the discount with Gray over Hamels. Um, I might even look to a guy like Rich Hill over Hamels. You know, Philly's still, you know, a team you got to worry about. Nothing that, like, instills fear. Like I said, I want to see the weather in Chicago, see what they're dealing with as far as wind goes. That might sway me a little bit, you know, more towards Hamels if, if weather has anything to do with it. But, you know, a game that, you know, for the most part, I'm going to probably stay away from. Irvin's been kind of good as well. I haven't seen him pitch live, to be honest, to the to the viewers. Um, but he's he's hung in versus Colorado. He had a good game versus Kansas City. So it's not a guy that I really want to stack against at this point with his 277 ERA. So it's probably going to be a game that I'm going to stay away from on both sides. I see this more of like a 4-2 game, 4-3 uh, game, something in that in that lane. But one that I can't really peg that who's going to get the win or who's going to come out on top. So I'm going to stay away from this game. I think there's better games to, to get your pitches from and definitely better games to stack. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like Cole Hamels to pitch a good game, but, you know, not guaranteed. I actually respect the Phillies offense more than you do. They're starting to run a little bit. McCutcheon and Segura both stole a base for the first time this year, uh, earlier this week. So there is potential, but in the end, I agree, just avoid. But if I had to go on a winner, I'd say the Cubs beat the Phillies in Chicago. Next up, got a one lot, very lopsided matchup, we should say. Garrett Cole and the Astros are against Yvonne Supernova and the White Sox in Houston. Are we both in agreement that the Astros should blow them out. Yes, sir. Um, Cole hasn't been great, but he's been getting K's. If you look at his box score, 7, 12, 9, 11, 10, 8, 11, and he should be in that same range um, versus the White Sox. It's probably going to be, you saw what Verlander did on Tuesday night. I wouldn't put Cole as high as Verlander, but he's going to be in that same range. He's probably going to have your easiest chances of win. Because, you know, we have the ground versus max, which, you know, can go either way. If the ground brings his stuff, that could be a tight game. Cole's probably got your best chance at a win. Um, the Astros have been hot. They've been winning, you know, games every day. Um, this should be the biggest run differential as far as pitcher versus the other team. So I think he's going to come in as a big favorite. I think if you, if you have the money, it makes sense to split up your exposure between max and Cole in your cash game just to – you know, have both sides of the coin. Um, if you need a discount and that extra $600 does something for you on Fando, go right ahead and grab Max. I think they're pretty equal. I think they're going to be in the same range. Um, so I can play it either way. And I think, you know, these Astros come in as a, as a nice stack, you know, versus Nova. You got guys like Reddick, Brantley, Bregman, um, all been hitting. This lineup is so deep, you know, one through eight. They've been slowing down a little bit, but this is the match that they want to see. Um, Nova's coming off a bad start when he let up eight earned runs in three innings. He was okay before that, but this guy, you know, he has blow-up spots, nine runs versus Baltimore, eight runs versus Toronto, six versus Detroit, five versus Baltimore again, seven versus Seattle. So there's a lot of times he get blown up. You know, he has some good starts mixed in, but, you know, if he's getting blown up by Toronto, Baltimore twice in Detroit, what do you think will happen when Houston, you know, meets Nova at home? I think – Houston's your top stack of the night. You know, Houston and the Yankees are, again, the two teams that I want to target for hitters. And if you can find a way to fit Cole or Max Scherzer in that lineup, you're going to be, you know, in, in a pretty 
good spot at the end of the night in my eyes. Yeah. No reason the Astros should fall anywhere short of complete domination. Next up, we are in Los Angeles. We got Matt Harvey on the mound against the surprisingly really good this season, Martin Perez. Are we expecting a Mike Trout home run with that lefty-righty split? Um, you can expect it if Martin, you know, attacks Trout at all. He is crazy high price for this matchup. Someone that I wouldn't even consider tomorrow on Fandle at 9400 He's a stay-away pitcher. You know, his price is not even trying to tempt me to, to take a chance on him. Even though he's been really good and even though that the Angels struggle against lefties, I'm not taking that chance with other people on the board to tell me I can spend – you know, another 1700 and get Scherzer or get Cole or, you know, get the Grom in that same range. I'm going to stay away. Do I want to attack the Angels against Perez? No, I, I don't. You know, Perez has been good. Angels, you know, struggle with lefties. Trout is a perfect one-off, but I would stay away from the team from a stacking perspective. And on the other side of things, you know, Harvey, you know, from dark night to mediocre pitcher, uh, he's been a little bit better this year. He's not going to get you the Ks. Um, he's cheap. So, you know, people can think about playing him. But at the same time, he's going against a hot offense. Minnesota's been hitting, you know, the ball really well. It's probably going to be a stay-away spot for the most part where I'm not going to really look to target this game. It's a, it's a pitcher's park. I can see you taking a couple of the lefties from Minnesota to attack Harvey with. But – He's been good enough that I don't really want to do a full stack against him. But, you know, how do you feel about the Twins going against Harvey? I would like the matchup a lot more if uh, Nelson Cruz was healthy. But there's still, you know, good potential here for the Twins to score some runs. Matt Harvey does not own a strikeout pitch anymore, and that really hurts him. Let's wrap up the entire night with another West Coast game in San Francisco. Jeff Samarja the Shark against Max Fried. Freed. Yeah, so with Freed, um, you always are looking to target the Giants. You know, they've been pretty weak. You saw what Soroka did um, on Monday night when I was uh, lucky enough to play Patrick Corbin. Um, still eating my words on that one. But, you know, Soroka pitched really well. The, the Giants don't scare me. It's a pitcher's park. Max Freed, I wish he was a little bit cheaper on Fandle to really target him. You know, at nine thousand dollars, it's it's too too expensive for my blood to target a guy. Um, you know, going against the Giants, I like to play him. You know, if he came in cheaper or, or if he's cheaper on another site, I think he makes sense. But at nine thousand dollars, I'd rather pay for the safety and one of the other starters that are going tonight that we spoke about that are a little bit more expensive or maybe even a little bit cheaper. But I can see you playing him. You know, he's had he's had some forty point games mixed in with some thirty point games. Um, in, in tougher matchups uh, against Milwaukee, he just dropped 43. So if you can drop 43 versus Milwaukee, the Giants are definitely half the team that Milwaukee is. So he should have a, a good shot at the win, and he should have a good shot at 30, 40 points. So if you if you find yourself in a spot where you need a little bit of a discount, I don't hate the play. You know, I think he can he can he can get 30 for you, but you just got to hope that you know Scherzer, Cole, and Degrom, you know, stay under 50 somehow which is, is going to be hard to do. So I think I think you pay up. I don't think you target any of these Giants bats. 
And I think from the other side around, Samarja has been pretty bad. So grabbing, you know, a guy like Acuna or Freeman makes sense. But I want to, I want to do a full stack in a in a place like San Francisco. So you know, I'm pretty much staying away from this game in general. Um, we did miss one game, uh, probably due to the fact that they got, you know, rained out today. It was some, some bad weather in St. Louis. But we have we have Wainwright versus looks like Keller, you know, later on today. Uh, probably a stay away spot. That's probably why you skipped over it, but. Do you have any feelings on Wainwright or Keller? Do you like possibly St. Louis bats in this matchup versus Keller? How are you feeling about it? A little battle of Missouri here. Um, I would like Kansas City more if Molina was not the catcher because that pretty much eliminates the stolen base, and that's how Kansas City really does their damage is the small ball baseball. I don't like Wainwright, but I also don't like him to do well. So – it's one of those situations. And the, on the other hand, the St. Louis bats against Keller is not an amazing matchup either. It would be nice if Matt Carpenter was a little hotter heading into this one. There is potential there, but I don't like the righties of Azuna and Goldie to really bring on enough force. Maybe one of them will hit a home run so you can play one off of each other. But besides that, not an exciting daily fantasy baseball. Yeah, game. It's not too, it's not too exciting to me either. You know, he's, he hasn't had those blow-up games. He hasn't been terrible. Uh, you know, for a one-off here or there, if you need some value and a guy like Fowler, it might make sense. You know, some guy, you know, someone's going to get to him. Somebody's probably going to let up a home run, but not a full stack. If you if you want to get sneaky, though, they're going to be very under-owned. You know, Keller's one of the weaker pitchers on the, on the slate, so I can see it, but you know, I'd rather try to get the bats that we mentioned in New York or in Houston. But it's going to be tough to stack New York and Houston – alongside one of the aces. So we're going to have to find some value somewhere. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for a couple spots here and there that we can find a value guy to mix in with these Houston bats and these Yankee bats. But, you know, that's pretty much the whole slate um, that we covered. Jeremy, you got any points that you want to go over here? You want to do a beast of bust? You got some questions for me? How do you want to play out the rest of this this podcast? Today? Um, you, I guess we can just do final closing thoughts. You want to just end like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're going to edit this, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, in, in regards to the slate, if you got the money and you have the ability to pay up in your cash games, I'd probably split the exposure. I have Scherzer up top, Cole coming in number two, and DeGrom coming in number three. I think those are the guys you want to lay out in your cash games. You have a strong feel either way. Um, you know, go with what you feel. But I'm thinking Scherzer's a clear-cut ace there with Cole a close second. So, you know, maybe ride out Scherzer in 40% of your lineups, Cole in 40% of your lineups, and DeGrom in 20, something along those lines. And then when you drop down to that that second tier and you're trying to get some value, I think a guy like Rich Hill, John Gray makes sense. Maybe Cole Hamels, maybe Max Freed. But that's, that's as deep as I want to go, you know, on two-pitcher sites. You know, on DraftKings, there might be some other options there. Like we mentioned, a guy like Arena, um, if he's cheap on DraftKings, it makes sense. You know, let me check his price real quick. Um, as far as stacks go, the Yankees are going to be my, my number one choice. They've been, you know, tearing the cover off the ball when it comes to, you know, playing in Baltimore. Houston lines up well. As far as, you know, the value on DraftKings, as far as pitchers go, the Grom is a little bit cheaper. Um uh, 
you know, then Scherzer there. So he makes sense. Cole's a little bit more expensive. If you want to take a chance on a guy like Harvey at 5,500, they're tempting you. Jose Arena at 6,200, tempting you again. So those are the two guys on, on two-pitcher sites that if you feel the need to, to get those Yankees and they're going to be expensive, um, I guess Harvey makes a little bit of sense. If he can get you 30 in the win or, you know, on on, fan, on draft teams, if he can get you even 15, 20 in the win, you know, you'll be sitting good at 5,500. So I think there's some value there in, in Harvey and um, Arena, which Jeremy mentioned earlier, at 6,200 makes a little bit sense. I don't see myself paying up for Rich Hill at 10-2, you know, on DraftKings when DeGrom is 10-5. I'll take the chances on DeGrom there. Uh, back to your stacks, like we mentioned, I think um, Baltimore could be a little bit sneaky tomorrow, but I'm going to stick with the Yankees as my, my number one stack, the Astros number two. Depending on who the Rays, you know, line up there, I think Dodgers could be possibly sneaky. Um, the Cardinals, if the weather holds up, I know they've been dealing with some weather out there. I think the Cardinals can be sneaky. And your your number two stack of the night of the Astros. So if you can find a way to get your Astros and your Yankees in with one of the pitchers I mentioned, that's what I'm going to try to do to, you know later on today as these lineups start breaking out, see if I can find some value. You know, Check out our articles on Win Daily. We're going to be breaking down the slate three, four, or five different ways. We have two projection models that are free for you guys to check out. And like I said yesterday on the podcast, um, we don't speak too much about the sports betting and the prop plays that we have out there. But, you know, our sports handicapper has been winning money, you know, for whatever user has been checking us out. And on the prop plays, we've been doing pretty well as well on Monkey Night Fight. So check out the prop plays. Check out, you know, the sports bets that we got laid out for you. Check out the four or five articles, the two projection models. You know, check out Mark Paquette, who's our meteorologist on site, breaking down the weather because we might have some weather still in St. Louis. So that's. All I got to tell you, it's winddailydfs.com. You know, thanks for, you know, listening to us again today. We're going to be on seven days a week, 365 days a year. So check us out. Let us know if you have any comments, questions. Shoot us a, you know, tweet on Twitter, a message on Twitter at winddailydfs. Um, Jeremy, any finishing thoughts? Just make sure you get those Yankees. Have a great Wednesday night.